What's up everyone, Brian over here with Sunny Leagues Investors. Today we have a really exciting video slash podcast. Me, Bob, and Luigi. We actually got to sit down with Anthony over at SACC Cards and pretty much kind of talk shop a little bit because it's very interesting. We wanted to have somebody on the podcast slash video to kind of talk about how basically, you know, you could use this as a vehicle to achieve your dreams. I think a lot of times we talk about, you know, being a card collector, card investors to love the cards, but you could also use this business, this card hobby to fuel his dreams, right? Because he actually has a lot, a big business of coaching, a foundation that he's using to pursue and he's using cards to be the vehicle to get to his dreams. And he also touches up on a lot of like women's soccer and what type of market there is. And it's very intriguing. It actually got us really interested in getting to the soccer market for women's. And, um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we get into that, don't forget, we actually also have a free modern card guide that we are giving out, you know, just click the link in our description. If it's on YouTube, um, if it's on Instagram, check our link tree. You know, our link tree basically gives you the whole entire guide. It basically just walks you through. If you're new to soccer industry, soccer card hobby, it's a great beginner's guide on basically which companies own richest rights and which cards are the most hottest ones to buy. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We love you guys. And also last thing is don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. We love that. Um, talk to you guys soon. Hope you guys enjoy, enjoy the uh, podcast. So Anthony, why don't you introduce yourself? Because <laughs> 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 um, I know a lot of people know you as Sax Wolves, Sax Cards. Uh, I'm, I think I'm saying it right. Um, but yeah, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the, to the viewers out there because um, you know, I'm sure they've gotten your business card. <laughs> hey, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Look. Hey, all right, all right. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, regardless of how many times people have bought from us, we just go on and put it in there. I mean, to get business cards, the rate at which you can get business cards, it's, if we don't see it as a big deal, just pop it in a, a mailer. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like, that whole thing is like, is is bizarre to me. It's um it's helped us to have a business card in our mailer. Um, it's like free free public ma uh, free uh, snail mail in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how we connected, actually, right? Like, I think the first time we spoke to each other, I called you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think we were we were looking at the the prisms, the Ronaldo and Zlatans, and um those prisms there. We were on a little kick. We listened yeah. to Austin. Uh, podcast with uh, the one group and I was like I with Austin sometimes I don't even have to I don't even research I'm just like all right Austin said this or Cyrus oh, yeah? said this so yeah. <laughs> all right we're gonna do this <laughs> I can't even look <laughs> I should look right. more but no I got you yeah yeah but yeah that's it was just funny that you sent the that's exactly how we how we met it was basically you sent a um I guess it's a tip for people you know if you have a business card go t send that out um you never know who you'll connect with right Exactly. Um, or if they, they, and then, and then that's a reference. They could be like, oh, check out this guy for soccer cards or, you know, you yeah. get a tip from somebody. Right, right. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, before we get into the cards things, um, I guess it's really interesting about your background though, Anthony. Um, you know, you, did you want to talk to, to people kind of like, kind of run down of like your business? What, what is your main business objective and everything like that? Yeah, no, sure. Uh, so my name is Anthony DiNicola, founder and director of Student Athlete Coaching and Consulting. Um, 
aka SACC Wolves. SACC stands for Student Athlete Coaching and Consulting. Um, so we started that company in July of 2012. And it actually was inspired from some of my players uh, from 2009 and 2000. Well, I don't know. I guess I should go back a little bit further. Played soccer my whole life. Okay. Um, I was a soccer and a baseball player. I played both collegiately at the Division One level. Um, I was on full scholarship uh, when I was a sophomore year. Okay. New Year's, like I made a resolution to get a full scholarship. My parents were very supportive. They didn't give me everything, but they fought to give me kind of what I needed to to do what I needed to do with sports. I was a, I was, I was a jock. Like I love sports. I played everything. <laughs> yeah, I, played, straight up. I played basketball. I was a, I skateboarded. I raced BMX. Like nice. every day in the summer with older kids in our neighborhood was like tackle football, water polo, <laughs> man hunt. Like anything you could possibly imagine, I played it and it was compete, right? Like we were competing against older kids, me and my brother. Um, so, you know, that, and my goal is to get a full scholarship. So when it came time and I was a senior, you know, there's a few colleges that I was weighing out. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to get like a combined scholarship from St. Francis College in Brooklyn. They offered a little bit of baseball money, a little bit of soccer money, and a little bit of academic money. And if that didn't happen, there was a good chance... I was going to go to the army. Like I had the, the army representatives in my house and, um, you know, I was strongly considering going to the military. Um, I had a couple other offers, but it wasn't full and money was a big concern of mine because I didn't want to go through college and then have student loans at the end of it, nor would I want to put that on my parents, whether it was correct or not. That was just the path that I wanted to take. And it worked out well because I was fortunate enough to earn a full scholarship and play two sports in college. Um, after that, I played a little professional baseball, actually. Oh, wow. Um, oh, I played yeah. in Italy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, about that. And then after that, I came home and I started teaching and coaching and getting involved with the coaching world. Seven years New Jersey public school. I moved to Rome, Italy, and I got a teaching job in Rome, Italy. And then from that point forward, I, I played a little bit of professional baseball again as a 30-year-old. I got really fit. I was feeling good. Played a little baseball again. But when I moved to Italy, that's what kind of like really pushed me over the edge with soccer. Mm. Because growing up an American and playing soccer is different than submerging yourself in a culture where soccer is number one and everything that you do in a given day is about soccer or there's a connection to soccer or there's a conversation at dinner about soccer. So when I moved to Rome, that was something that was like an eye opener and really just rekindled my love for soccer uh, or football. Um, and then I got connected with a team. I was coaching the school team, which was really cool. They, it was an international school. It was the American overseas school of Rome. Oh, and they would play against other international schools and Dodd schools, like Department of Defense schools. Okay. So, like, when we played, like, it was Rome versus Roma versus Napoli. Like, we would go to Naples and we would play a game. Or we would go to, like, Florence and then, you know, and play against Florence. We went to Sicily. So, it's like, one day, one week we were home, the next week we were away. And, like, so I got to travel to Italy and play against all these different cities. And then, and then they had Europeans – which, um, you know, you got to play against teams from other countries. So you're playing against, 
like um, Ramstein Department of Defense kids who were badasses, by the way. Or, yeah, I can't um, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like those kids were so darn physical. We had, we, you know, our our team was ten different countries, but like our Italians didn't like it too much, you know. Like, <laughs> um, it, so anyway, this team is like. 20 boys who, you know, grew up from, like I said, 10 different countries. We had 10 different countries representing on that team. And they were the ones that actually motivated me to kind of get involved with the company. Because what happened was, you know, these players were really good. And a lot of them had aspirations of coming to America and playing college soccer, earning scholarships, coming here, playing. So at the 2012, we went to the Youth World Cup. We played at Gothia. Uh, with our, we created a club team out there. We played in the Youth World Cup, which is another immense experience. And anybody that coaches youth soccer, if you're looking for soccer utopia, take the kids to Go- uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, and play in the Youth World Cup. It's tremendous. But anyway, so I go home, and there's like a couple kids that are like, I want to go play college soccer in America. So I was like, here's, I'm like, just come out. You know, so here it is, like, Couple like kids that just graduated high school. Uh, no, sorry, they're juniors. So this is like in between their junior and senior year. Their parents are like cool with it. They're like, all right, yeah, we'll fly them out. You know, they'll stay with you. And then, you know, we're going to tour. So I took these kids, two kids. They were juniors in high schools, Lucas and Christian. One was from Holland. One, the other one was American and, um, just incredible people, incredible families. And I'm driving them to colleges. Up and down the East Coast, we drove out to Iowa. So I escorted them to 20 different colleges um, to kind of show them that uh, the, we wrote letters to the coaches. Hey, we're going to be here on your campus this day. Can you meet with us? So I basically like, gave them the uh, red carpet surf, uh, you know, <laughs> service. We just drove them around everywhere. And um, so that's kind of how our company started. It was, it was volunteer based as student athlete coaching. Like the nature of our business is to consult student athletes. So high school players that want to play in college soccer, we assist them, we guide them. But it started with that mission for Christian and Lucas and me driving them all over the place. And then we continue to do that type of thing, like voluntarily, just kind of like helping kids, guiding them, giving them education about how to network, how to communicate. Um, and I think around 2000, I don't know, even our pro, even our training programs, we had our first training program that winter. The money that we brought in was just to pay for facilities use. I didn't take any money and we went on to do that for probably two, three years voluntarily. And then more and more people were like, you know, are, you know, why don't you earn to do this? So like, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll start taking a little bit of money in and making a little bit of money. And then, you know, more coaches wanted to get involved, more players wanted to get involved. So we, we created a training business and then also, continue to help kids that wanted to go on and play college soccer. And then from that, we created a a women's professional trial. So like a big, we got into, you know, women's soccer. We, you know, like with equality and um, women, you know, like once I found out that women were, this is probably 2016, I found out they were getting paid like $4,000 a year. I was Mm -hmm. like, and I knew the MLS salary. I'm like, that's not right. So we got really into women's soccer. You know, I went, I would go to a Sky Blue tryout and then, you know, the players, you go to an open tryout, there's like 70 girls there and they're only going to take on 10 of those 10 that they take on for an extended tryout and maybe a reserves team, maybe two of them sign a contract. So here it is. You got 68 girls that dreamt of becoming professional soccer players. So we started helping them. We started advocating for 
women's soccer players and helping them get professional jobs overseas. And we still do that to this day. So we've created a women's professional soccer trial in-house that helps give women more opportunities to become professional soccer players. We had, I wasn't an agent, so we had to kind of bring in an agent to help us do that. But, um, you know, we took women to Italy. We, the next year we did a trial here in the States, used video to help market them. And um, it's something that we take pride on just because we know that there's a hole. That's right. what our company, like we've always filled in the cracks. Um, women don't have enough places to go and play. So we, we, we felt like we were trying to fix a problem. When I moved home from Italy and there was no soccer training in the winter, we jumped in and we did winter soccer training. So that's, that was our first training experience as an organization. Nobody was doing winter soccer training. We'll do it. And then we, we started bringing people in from different clubs and training them. So we're not a soccer club, actually. We just we wanted to kind of facilitate and help soccer clubs. Right, right. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. And it's, it's long-winded, but that's my background with soccer. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's a, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. This is a fact that yeah. you actually... So how long were you up in uh, Italy for? For three years. Three years? South Center Rome. It was it was awesome. Like I miss it every day. I talked to oh, a couple of my man. friends the other day. They're like, What are you coming <laughs> back? I'm like, I don't think I'm allowed in your country right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you still keep in touch with those guys? Oh yeah. They're like best friends. Lorenzo Valerio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just uh and a couple of those guys, I helped them come here. Like they were baseball players, a lot of them, so one of them ended up coming here and playing college baseball. We helped them with that, like uh, two of them. Um, and just, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Italy or, you know, you know nice. just like when you go into their home, it's like you're part of their family. So it, yeah. it's just, uh, it's a very warm feeling. And uh, it's like I have a mom in Italy too, you know, like. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we did. We and they'll learn. Like, I learned so much as a coach, as a professional from, I like, I would study. You know, they would put, like, Italian men's national team practices on TV at, like, four in the morning. And I was out there for Euros and stuff like that. So when Euros was, when Italy played Spain in the 2012 final, like, I went to Circus Maximus and there's thousands of people there, like, pissed off, but there's thousands of people there. Um, and it was just a, such a surreal experience to kind of just get into the culture there and understand a little bit more about what football is about to them and then bring that home and say, okay, this is how we look at it. But I, I even teach the girls about this stuff. I'm like, it's, it's different in other places and here's what they do. <laughs> it's, it's really different. <laughs> but, it, but you know, we did actually do a quick deep dive though because you have actually, you actually, it seems like you have a really extensive knowledge of um you know a lot of training uh around the world basically uh, we did see that you're in your red bull academy um and that happens to be one of our favorite players Thierry Henry. did you ever get to meet him <laughs> yeah i never met him never met him i did come close though so um when i was a trainer at the red bulls uh so i would volunteer to work stretcher crew for the first team oh. so so, you know, I was connected to the kids. We would funnel in the kids to the system. and um, But I would always volunteer to do stretcher crews. So there was a game, Red Bulls versus Houston Dash. 
and uh, Ricardo Clark was a Houston Dash player, and Ricardo Clark gets his clock cleaned. I mean, he's almost out cold. <laughs> and as a stretcher crew, we never actually want to go out there, right? So we're like, oh, like, these guys, he's really hurt. We're going to have to, like, do something now. Like, I would do it just to study the coaches and learn and see what goes on and watch right. Mike Pecky, like, freak out on the, on, the refer- on the fourth official. Like, I would, I would get entertainment out of, Mike, out of Mike Pecky and how he managed and everything else. But anyway, Ricardo Clark is like out cold. So like, oh, we're gonna have to go out there. So we go, <clears throat> we go out there, and then like Thierry Henry's like right here, and I'm like, holy! I'm like, he he's like massive. He's a big human. Really? But, um, yeah. So I got like four feet away from Thierry Henry, and I was like, hey man, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> like everybody at the dressing Ricardo Clark, and I'm staring at Thierry Henry. You'll pull my treasure. Yeah, they're like we cut the video clip of it. I'd have to dig it up, but it's oh, sometimes. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Oh, so you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But I, I, we got to watch him train a couple times. Like that guy, I don't know if he was like 36, 37. I don't know what he was when he was with the Red Bulls, but they would like do fitness and they would run whatever 120s. He would start later than everybody else and win the sprint. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It is real. It, 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 he is on a different level. Um, Everything that we saw when he was with the Red Bulls is real. Like, it's just different. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I was a big Dax fan, so like when they moved, when Dax is out of there, I, oh, I, I kind of and I wasn't working there. I was like, I have no reason. To, huh? Actually, one of my friend's brother grew up playing with Dax McCarty. I He's love that guy. I, I stopped supporting the Red Bulls when he was gone. Oh, <laughs> when he was gone, and then. I, you laugh. I'm serious. Like I just don't like name captain, and then you can't work out a deal. Like I just don't understand. I, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't. I just stopped supporting. I'm a Portland Timbers fan. I like Caleb Porter. I oh, like the no. Timbers from like when they were, you know, Nagby and Wallace and uh, Nagby. the center mid from out of the will. Like Nagby, yeah, like those guys. Like I love that team. Yeah. Um, Ricketts and yeah, all those dudes. That was, that was a great I love how they play, and I love how Caleb Porter ran his show. I, I observe coaches more than players now. Of course, I, I imagine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyways, I guess the real thing is, you know, for everyone that's watching, um, you know, the reason why we have you on here is one of the most unique things that you do is you also incorporate sports, sports cards into fueling your business, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the plan for sure. I mean, you know, we started our first purchase of a sports card was October 2019. Oh, October wow. 1st, 2019. Before that, it was probably about a month of like really thinking about it, learning, kind of getting on, you know, doing the Gary Vee thing, like getting on eBay, like researching sales, kind of listening, reading, paying attention and and then but also like I didn't want to just do it to make money. I wanted to, because we have this problem of pay to play and I'm thinking about youth players in our culture. So I just kind of started to find a way to connect it. I knew, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to fuel soccer training with soccer cards like right away. Um, I knew that the market was undervalued. I really believed in that happening and we were right. Um, so I just started trying to figure out, like I worked out a strategy and I said, maybe after a year, we would be back to kind of even depending on how hard I went with investing. And 
then we could start to look at taking a percentage of sales of soccer cards and then kind of funneling that into, you know, a nonprofit organization that would, you know, help kids in need or, um, you know, kind of offset costs for what people are paying to get a soccer experience. Um, and um, we're, we're, we're in line. Like, it's not there yet. We're not back to even. But, you know, we had a huge sale uh, last week. <laughs> I think you guys know. Oh, no, everybody about it. Yeah. We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to disclose what we sold it for. But, you know, it's, it's, it's over a five-digit sale. And um, I think that's where it belongs. I think that's where it should be. And, uh, you know, like something like that gets us a little bit closer and, you know, we're not just going to take that money and, and we're going to reinvest it and we're going to find another big, big type of, uh, um, a sale or a flip that we can get involved with. But I think by, we started October 1st, it's, uh, we're coming up on August here. I think by, I think I estimated mid October, early November, like we're going to be back to even the amount that we've invested we've been able to return and then from there we can kind of, you know, really get into, I would say adjusting our, our, our strategy and our numbers and then putting in a formula that's going to allow us to be successful, not only as a soccer card business, but also to help fuel uh, soccer training. And I've got a link in the club and we've created a foundation as well that standalone, not connected to the company that will support student athletes in need. So it might go a little bit to the foundation and a little bit to our local soccer club, but um, a definite like percentage of sales, whether it be monthly or, you know, quarterly is going to get kicked in. You know, and I, and I don't think it has to be a lot, right? Cause there was none of this. It wasn't happening before. Right. So even if it's just like whatever, 5% here, 5% there, it's something. And then we can always like go up and readjust that percentage based on how the business is doing. Like soccer cards is becoming more difficult to, it wasn't like 2019. And I don't know <laughs> when you guys started, but you know, the, the, the whole messy silver thing, I, I purchased two 2014 World Cup prism boxes. And in one of those boxes was a messy silver. And I don't know exactly what the rate was. It was probably like a $5 card. Right. So it was nothing. I pulled out, I put it this in the post. I pulled out the numbered cards. I think there was a Drogba autograph card in there. Oh, and uh, I just, I, you know, I put those in top loaders, but the messy silver was like amongst the, the base cards. Trying right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real though. Like it is so real and it was in there. And then like, I don't know when people start talking about messy silvers. It was some, I mean, like, I don't know, like February started becoming like more of a thing. So I'm like, all right, let me go look. And I just went, started going through all the boxes and I'm like, messy silver. And then I made a TikTok <laughs> about it. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's really clean. I think I'm going to get it graded. You know, and like I said, it was just living in a box. It was just Who bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to give. People- I didn't know I was naive. And like, pe- like people reach out to us all the time about advice. In the back of my head, I'm going like, "Who am I to tell <laughs> you, like, I had a messy silver in a box." Like, oh, and that's man. all of us, right? Like, we had no idea, you know. Uh, 
we all don't know. Um, but to give people context of what Anthony is talking about is basically you ended up getting your messy silver 2004 prism graded and you got a PSA 10, correct? Correct. Yeah. It was PSA and, 10. At the time it was pop three. I think it's gone up to like pop five cents, but. Oh man. Um, and there's going to be more and more of these, like it's going to be a bigger population eventually, but. Um, yeah. It's still going to be up there, don't worry. Yeah, the <laughs> but yeah, and you made a great sale, but congratulations, man. Um, we're, thank we're super you happy so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I, and I, I believe me, I fully understand. I think that's going to be, you know, I, and I know I'm being recorded right now, but I, I see it definitely as like a, a $25,000, maybe a $50,000 card. It could even be like potentially more. Like I, I fully get that. My, you know, a couple of my close friends are like, put that in a safe and leave it alone. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I know what you're saying right now, but we can take this and then move it here, here, and here, and maybe a little bit in here, and then, you know, do that again. Yeah, and you know, that's a great point that you're bringing up, right? Um, sometimes I feel like people hold on to things too long, where they're like, you know, you want to get a percentage, you want to get a certain amount, but at the same time, it's kind of like value proposition, right? Like, kind of like, okay, well, yes, you could get 25000 at this, like, years on end, or you take that 5000 and make it now with something else, right? So that's kind Correct. of like the logic. So Correct. Awesome. Um, and I but, know this is probably one of the things that we'll talk about later. I have zero sentimental connection to any cards. That's perfect. That's and, awesome. I, yeah, that's the way to go. Solely as a business, um, you know, like I, I made a goal for the card. I was pretty close to that goal. I felt like it was a good time. Respected uh, buyer. Let's go. Let's do it. That's that's the way you're supposed to do it, though. And I can't, we, it, the reason why I'm saying that is because we get sentimental sometimes. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, we, we definitely, we definitely do. Guys, I, I love your box open. Like when you guys open mail day, it's like it's like it, it's a warm moment. <laughs> <laughs> Those are raw, raw moments. <laughs> yep, yep. It's really cool. Yeah. So. Um, and, and, and the reason why I'm able to distance, I think, is mostly because I always think about our community and I think about our kids. That, to me, is more important than, um, you know, any of these cards that I'm looking at right now. Like, that's why we do this. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the point of, of, of you know, we're really, really interested in talking to you because a lot of people, when they come into the card hobby, sometimes they get too wrapped into um, very heady things. Like, you have to be into collecting. You have to love the card. Um, and I don't think necessarily you need to. I think if you want to use it as a vehicle to get something else, it's right there for the taking. And that's what you're doing. Yes. Yes. So. Um, and it's fun. Like, people are like, oh, how are you? You're not having fun. Shit. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very fun. Like, soccer cards, I love them. It, it, it is. I enjoy the whole the process. I enjoy... Every aspect shipping is a little bit of a pain in the butt sometimes, but at the end of the day, like you, you, you know, you bite the bullet and you do it, and it's good because it's helping. So, um, you know, I, I enjoy it very much. Like I, I love coming home exhausted and then having to package, process ten orders. Like I don't mind it. I'll do it and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, do you have any questions or? Uh... So, like, we noticed you collect a lot of women's soccer cards or open a lot of boxes with women's soccer cards. Like, so is there a big market for them? Or yeah, it's it... interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I would say that there's like pockets of it, right? So there's um, a lot of the people in the, in the women's soccer car world are collectors. Um, there aren't too many people like me that are investing in it, which I think kind of gives us a little bit of a leg up. I think there's going to, you know, there's going to be times for women's soccer cards. I think one of those times we might have just gone through in the past half year, um, we had the build up to the Olympics that didn't happen. But women's soccer cards were a pretty big thing, I would say, you know, it, definitely in our group. But it, even beyond that, there was a little bit of a wave of, of strong sales, February, March, you know, and then going into April, like people didn't really know what was going to happen with coronavirus just yet. So I think there's going to be moments when people are, are, are really looking at women's soccer cards as like, this is a good time to flip it. But then there's also going to be people like me that see it longer term. Like, you know, let's just talk about Carly Lloyd, for example. I'm looking at Carly Lloyd's uh, uh, Carly Lloyd card here. So Carly Lloyd first. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> this is a good one. Let me just show you. So it's a gold standard 101. Ooh. 101? 101. Yeah. 101. So Carly's my, Carly's my girl. She's a Jersey girl. Um, we have a... A partnership with Sky Blue FC. She's a Sky Blue FC player. Like we film all their preseason games, give them the footage. We were we're there on match day, like recording content, posting it, blah blah blah. I love Carly Lloyd. I think she's incredible. I would even go on to say that she might be the best player to ever play the game. Oh. But I think a big thing with me on top of like equality is people be like, oh, she's a woman, right? So um, our motivation with women's soccer cards is. Yeah, the market, but it's more to like advocate for them and to fight for their equality and to like put in people's faces. Like I was talking to somebody on Instagram the other day. We were going through the whole thing, talking about players, talking about value of cards and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, women's football is just not the same. And I'm like, it, okay, it, like for me, it kind of strikes a chord. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like. I, it's, it's different. There's different with tactics. It's, it's, they're players, they're people They're And if you want to get into it, they actually run harder than men. Like a, a woman, their, her heart rate is beats 20 beats per minute faster than a man's at the elite level. Like they're working harder than men, period. Like you can't mm -hmm. tell me that it's not important to them or more important to them than it is for men. Right. Like, so, and if we want to get into the whole U S soccer thing, we could go ahead and do that. But Right now, the women are performing a little bit better, um, a little. and I like their approach to the game much better than the men compared to, like, sorry, I'm just going to drop it in there, like a very egotistical approach to the 2016 World Cup stemming down from Bruce Arena, the manager, who's a pompous, like, <laughs> that was such a wrong choice. This is the podcast. I could talk about this all day. Like, what are we doing? Like, you hire somebody who's excited about winning three and four championships with the LA Galaxy, and he's your fix. Like, stop. And you're going to get rid of Klinsman? Like, oh, man. And then you're going to let your your players walk around and not be able to solve problems, and they're going to walk around with a big ego? Like, who are you? We're nobody. Exactly. We're nobody. We're nobody on the international scene. Sorry. And so the, you got the women here that are performing, and they have less, and they're doing more. And so. It's the market, but it's more to advocate for women and get them out. People are like, oh, you're exploiting women. So then we're exploiting every single soccer player that there is. It's not exploiting women. It's the, like in the sense like we're using them to make put money in our pockets. I see. And I'm like, and then I go through the whole thing about what our company is about. And it, these are collectors, right? So it's different. Right. I know, I know exactly uh, what you're doing. 
So yeah, it's it's the the women's soccer the market, but also to be like these are soccer players too. These cards have really good value. There is a market for them. It's just you know we haven't really been pushing it as of late. There's we're gonna get into it though. Um, and, and it is a big. We have a lot of women's soccer cards that we don't even we haven't even really been. They're there on our eBay, but they're just kind of living there. <laughs> it is a- yeah. We get uh, occasional sales, like people pop in. I want a Mia Ham auto. I, I think Mia Ham is a is a is a valuable card. Like she doesn't have as many, um, you know, autograph cards or cards in general. Like people really didn't start producing women's soccer cards. There's a lot less women's soccer cards than there are men's soccer cards. Right. So if we're talking about a market and demand, we live in a country where the U.S. women's soccer team is is loved. And there's a lot of dads out there that collected baseball cards as kids who have daughters who are soccer players. Soccer is the number one youth sport in America. And girls' soccer and women's soccer in this country is huge. And there's not a lot of women's soccer cards. Like, you had Gold Standard, you had Obsidian this winter, right? They produced women in there. But, like, a lot of these newer things that are coming out, there's there's no women's soccer cards. And Mia Hamm in particular, she doesn't have, like, a lot of stuff and she's an iconic player like she's yeah yeah yep. everybody knows me messy or you know like i don't i don't know who you compare it to in the men's side but i think i think her her card and i've argued with people people like oh alex morgan's card sells for so much more i'm like yeah you're right and she does incredible things but you know like i'm, I'm big into mia because there's not so much of it she kind of paved the road for our country with well she was the face of it right there's yeah it's all those yeah. women that kind of paved the road um but she was kind of the face of it and the iconic figure in that time so yeah it's just it's more to just help them earn the respect that they deserve than anything else to be fair if we if we end up making money on the cards then great but <laughs> i i appreciate it very much holding that carly lloyd because i think she's the best player to ever play right. and they're like people will say oh she's the best women's player to ever play no i think she's the best player to ever play period and, um, you know, I think that that type of a message is going to help uh, people understand that they're, you know, equals and, and, and that's it. And they don't have to like it. You don't have to buy from us. Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you give good deals. I'm serious. Like, I, I just don't care. That's awesome. Yeah. A fun fact. I think when I first started collecting, you were that, you, I, my, my very first cards that I bought were actually from you. This was, really? yeah, this was back, I don't know, guys, when did I start collecting, like, February, late, March, I think, February, February, March, before the spike, everything, yeah, like, yeah, so. yeah, I remember, was everything uh, right in the order? Oh, yeah, it was perfect, it was perfect, I remember receiving right. your, uh, your, um, your business cards, and I was like, you know what, let me just keep this on the side, because I'm probably gonna eventually end up buying more cards from this guy, and look today, we're here talking to you, which is great, man, <laughs> awesome. Do you, what, what did you purchase? Do you remember what you bought? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. It had to be. I'll tell you what, though. It had to be something cheap because I remember when I. Yeah. No, but I. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um. So, Anthony, uh, question. I know that you said that last year it was when you started collecting soccer cards, right? But before that, did you collect any sports cards at all? Especially, I know you said you grew up playing baseball. Were you ever into yeah. baseball cards? Because I know there's, there's yeah. a market for that out there. So, 
Yeah, no, I, I have a bunch of baseball cards, like a lot of them that are just, some of them are in there and some of them are at my parents' house, but they're just there. And, um, you know, I was born in 80. So at the time when I was collecting, you know, I kind of got stuck in the late 80s, early 90s of baseball with the overprinting and stuff like that. So a lot of those yeah. cards are in that category, but there are some others that um, aren't quite in that category. But, you know, there's going to come a time when I just kind of dive in there and see what kind of goal I can come up with. You know, like I know there's a lot of Frank Thomas rookies in there and, you know, there's a couple Griffies and like some of these some of these other guys. So yes, that's a, that's a good question. There is a bunch of baseball cards in the back. There like some sets as well. And, yeah. you know, Maguire and like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what sells like soccer cards are so hard to keep up with. I've, I've, yeah. I've held off on the baseball cards for now just to kind of stabilize this and continue to develop our procedures and systems and everything else. Yeah. It's just, uh, and I see all these people collecting like football, basketball, soccer, you know, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> Isn't soccer just? I feel like it's enough. <laughs> like overwhelmed. It, trust, trust us. It's super overwhelming. <laughs> you guys are doing a good job pushing out content. I love your stuff. Oh, thank thanks, you. thank you. Yeah, um, appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, you know. Um, but uh, well, I was going to ask you, what's your grail though? What's your, what's your? If you, I, I guess Carly Lloyd was one of your grails. Um, but what is, if you had to pick another grail? What would be your grail for sports cards for soccer cards? But yeah, you just sold it. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, as much as, as expensive as they are, like, I think, I think it's important to probably, like, get our hands on. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't, I don't know if I have a grail right now. I mean, like, so these two, these are the women's. So these are a couple of, like, grails. You have the Carly Lloyd, and then there's a Julie Ertz one of one from Don Russ as well. Ooh. I think wow. Julie Ertz is for women's soccer players is probably eventually going to be the most expensive soccer card. Really? Um, I want to hear this. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, huh? What's your theory on why she's going to be the most expensive one? I think there's a huge fan base for it. There's, um, you know, uh, the player that she is, like, and a lot of, like, people will argue this, but I think if you take Julia Ertz out of the women's starting eleven. I think the women's team has problems. I don't think that they're going to be able to um, play as effectively as they currently do without her. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, I think if an Alex Morgan isn't there, I think you plug a Kristen Press in, and I think that problem is solved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Carly Lloyd is on the back end of her career, you know, that might be able to be replaced by some of these younger players in Amal Pugh, Roosevelt, and, you know, some of the, some of the players that we haven't even seen yet. Um, on the U.S. women's national team side. And, you know, there's just so, it's like, um, just an incredible system. But Julie Ertz and, you know, who she is as a player. And then, um, I think also, like, it's going to help, like, connection with Zach Ertz and football cards and, um, and everything else. I, I just think that there's, um, she's a very popular player with a huge fan base. And, um, again, there's still, like, a, not a lot of cards for women. So I just think that as people pile into the industry, uh, there's going to be a big demand for rookie cards and her cards and the timing of the whole thing. I just think that Julia Ertz is going to eventually be, you know, a, maybe the most expensive. Like that that Don Russ card might be the most expensive 
that's my goal for it is to make it the biggest U.S. Women's National Park sale. <laughs> there we go. Hearing people make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this it, it, it's ridiculous. We have it posted right now on eBay for like ten grand, I think, and there's this oh, wow, ridiculous wow. discourse in there. But you know, I know it's not going to go for that, but it'll just never, yeah, you never know. You never know. We've seen some crazy things in this. But you know, it'll be really cool. It'll be really cool to have like a Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz duel. <laughs> oh yeah, duel. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a really, really good that. idea. Benini, or like, when Carly Lloyd was kicking field goals this past, I think mean, it was over the winter or something like that. Like, have a Carly Lloyd kicking a field goal or something. Did you guys remember that when she was on the Eagles training ground kicking? Yeah, goals? yeah, she kicked like a forty yarder <laughs> or something like that. She actually like linked up with one of those pro teams, and then she had a football card. I would be all over that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be iconic. That would be iconic. The first woman's American football card. Oh my god, I can't imagine <laughs> what that would do to the market. Dudes like us to geek out on a card like that. That's funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, we're on a Saturday morning. We're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday. Morning. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, but that's awesome. Rail uh, though. I guess it would be them. I guess it would be the women. Like, awesome, um, yeah. And it's just I have the utmost respect for you know what what they stand for and you know um, and what they're about. So I think that's what it is. Well, side note, okay. I actually do know um, they're doing Netflix is doing a huge documentary about the women's uh, soccer um, team. So very soon, I know. I think I forgot who's the two top women's soccer uh, podcasters. They talked about that. Uh, who the who the top podcasters are for, for the two women's. There's two women's soccer players that do podcasting for the, about women's soccer and everything, um, and they played for the. Uh, was it 90, was it 90, 99ers? 99, yeah, 99. And I forgot what their names, but um, they were saying that. Usually Foudy, like she's involved. Yes. Like, yes. Is it Foudy? Yeah. yeah. So she, she's big into like commentating and announcing. And, so that, that's you know, that's, that's the angle that she's taking with the advocacy for the women and helping to put them more on the map. And yeah, so Foudy's a, yeah. Yeah, she, she announced there's a documentary coming soon. So I was like, oh, that's, that's very interesting. Very interesting. So. But, um, Bob, you have any? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, do I, uh, let's see. So when you buy cards, like what kind of, I guess what kind of research do you do? Do you do any research or are you just like, all right, we just got to get this player and then just hopefully it just makes us some money for the, our business or something. Or do you, do you actually spend some time researching cards and everything like that? Or strategy wise? It's a really good question. Um, you know, I really, I really, I, I pay attention to, you know, a few people in the industry really, really well. Um, you know, like I said, I, I appreciate the content that you guys push out. Like I listen to you guys and, and I really appreciate the things that you put out and, um, the information, it's just information and it's really, really helpful. And it's, it's grown a relationship with us and I really trust you guys. So I believe in what you're doing. Like, so, so I, I think that, you know, Austin and U.S. Soccer Breaks. I know that he's a breaking group, but he also sells cards. So we get into a lot of conversations about, um, you know, selling cards and the market and what's going on. And, you know, he helped me get that, the PSA 10 Messi Silver. And um, so as far as like where we are now, like I credit a lot of Austin and U.S. Soccer Breaks. I, you know, I've dealt so much with Cyrus and Soccer Breakers FC. So I'll participate. I'll just 
listen to their breaks to consume information. I won't even be in there to try to acquire cards. I'll literally just put on YouTube and try to get into a conversation or, or just listen to what it is that they're talking about. And then if there's a topic that's hot, I'll go on and, you know, go into like eBay sales and start researching stuff. I'll look for like charts that you guys provide. Like those charts are really cool. I was a math major. So if you put a chart in front of my face over time, I'm like, oh, I get that. And I see what's going on. And I also understand how things move. So there is, I need to do more research to answer your question, Bob. But I do a lot of listening to uh, Soccer Breakers FC, to US Soccer Breaks. Um, I think they do a good job of sharing information and, and they're also receptive and open to like when you ask them a question, they might not answer you back right away, but they're, they, you know, they, they're connected to certain people as well and they try to help. Um, but you guys, there's a lot of people pushing out good soccer content now. So I'll do a lot of consuming on Instagram and, um, and then if I see somebody post it, like, I don't know, I think it was like soccer card net they were talking about how a lot of people are dumping mbappes right now yeah. because of the ankle injury in the back of my head i'm going it's an ankle soccer card ink soccer card ink yeah there you go plus, so plus. Back to the, right away i started looking and lo and behold there's there was a gen, another gentleman that sold two mbappe uh psa 10s for uh 1600 bucks i'm like okay I wrote him. I'm like, are, are you, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, you know, like, why are you selling two Mbappe tens for sixteen hundred bucks? And he's like, well, I have seven, and um, you know, I just, you know, I, I kind of need the money right now, and I, and I understand his position too. So I'm like, all right, we'll take it, you know. And I just like last night we bought two Mbappe prism oh, tens wow. for sixteen hundred yeah, bucks. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. It, I thought it was a great deal because they're selling for nine hundred right now, even with his ankle injury. Like people know that his ankles hurt, and they're still, you know. Um, but like, even like that, that's like a quick little, let me just yep. like the market saying, I'm going to make 200 and 250 bucks if I sell those cars tomorrow, but I'm not looking at it like that. I'm like, okay, I can get an Mbappe prism 10 for cheap. Right. Yeah. Right. 800 bucks is a lot per card, but in the end, and when we think about where this is going, that, that 10, even though there's going to be a bunch more in the world, but there's also more people coming into the industry that understand the importance of having an Mbappe rookie. Right. Yeah. No. It's, it's. We actually picked up an Mbappe too. Not not the prism, but we picked up an optic. Right. You know what I mean, though, right? Like uh, it, it is. It is like people are just. I don't know why they're hitting the panic switch, or you know, we just had this big surge with an Mbappe, and he rolls his ankle, and now you're gonna dump it. Like I don't understand. Yeah. That, I mean, we we kind of saw it from a mile away. We were, when we were watching that game, we we're like, "Well, this is here we go." <laughs> yeah, fire sale Mbappe. Fire sale Mbappe's, but it's an ankle. It's not an ACL. It's yeah. Not... Yeah. That, that's the thing. It was just an ankle. Um, very. It's a very soccer injury that you could bounce back by. It just as long as I don't push him to come back quicker, um, he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be. Yeah, he's gonna miss the French final, and then he'll be there for. I'm I'm pretty sure in some capacity when they play their Champions League games against Atalanta, I think he'll. He'll at least come off the bench. Yeah, let's hope because he's gonna be he's gonna he's definitely gonna need be needed. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. I don't know if you're following Atalanta because uh, I guess you're. No, they're playing really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, Luigi, you have anything? Um, so yeah, as far I know, it's a cool thing that you mentioned that you actually bought the Mbappe's from social media, right? A guy on on Instagram and whatnot. So as far as like you're buying, buying cards, selling cards, 
do you mainly use eBay or do you actually use a lot of uh, social media? If it's the Facebook marketplace, if it's Discord, if it's Instagram for your buying and selling of, you know, these, um, sports cards, soccer cards. Yeah. So we have a lot of cards listed on eBay. Um, I think it's just under a thousand listings we have on eBay right now, but I think it's going to be a lot more coming up in the next few months. Uh, but I've appreciated very much progressively. We've, we've been able to sell more and more from Instagram. Right. Um, uh, and just like making the right connections with the right people and making sure you do business in a, a good way uh, mm. through Instagram. I think that that's important. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of both to answer your question, Luigi. And, and you know, the, the what's nice about eBay is the simplicity of it. I think uh, a lot of people still just revert to eBay as a source. And even if like there's been a lot of um, like even people like, hey, you know, I like this card, you know, but I don't want to pay what you're asking for it. And then, you know, like and then we might end up on all going doing the deal off of eBay, you know, so. I think eBay can help you show your cards and you could sell a fair share on eBay. And I think that that's important, but I, I think it's also like, I know a lot of people from Instagram will go to our eBay look and be like, Hey Anthony, you know, what could you do on this card? I'm really interested. And then I'll just pull it down and then do the deal off of, off right. of eBay. Right. Yeah. So it's a showcase and a, almost like a, like as a store. And then also we do, a fair share of sales through eBay. Facebook Marketplace, I haven't really gotten into, and um, maybe it's just not enough time. But is that a, do you guys do that? Is it is it effective for you, the uh, Facebook Marketplace? We we've done it uh, with basketball cards because we collect basketball as well. Um, but with Facebook, if you're trying to get rid of it quick, and yes, um, that's fine. But uh, other than that, um, people are, people are very very funny. <laughs> on Facebook, what we notice? <laughs> yeah, and they have groups where you can like buy, sell, trade, and stuff like that. I've stayed Good. out of that. I don't. I um. I felt like I felt like a lot of there's a lot of undervaluing of cards in that capacity. I don't really see a lot of uh, um. I, so I, I don't. I don't post in those groups. I just don't think that that's good for us. Right. Yeah. 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 Those. those if you're looking for undervalued things, um. That's probably the place to buy. So, but I don't know about selling though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kind of stayed clear of it, and we'll post our stuff to eBay. We're happy. To, you know, if you want to go look? Please go look, and you can buy it there. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Got you. So, do you yeah. have any questions for us, though? By the way, <laughs> like, oh, I know we're just like firing off questions. I, I do. Um, so, so you guys are you guys are a tag team here. I, I love it. It's it seems like it's a lot of fun. I mean, that's one of the things that we're looking at pretty closely to kind of share this experience. Like, I'm having a blast. And I see you guys having so much fun. I'm like, oh, I want a soccer card, buddy. You know, like, exactly, you, know, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, I'm enjoying it. But it's always nice when you can share it with other people and, you know, bounce ideas around. And I think with the amount that you guys are like putting out and, you know, I, I don't I don't know much about like your sales or anything like that. And I don't think it's important. I think like you guys are really enjoying the hobby business and uh so it's like fun to see your energy and it's also really like good to see your content so i guess uh i would ask you know like how is it working together and and you know 
how has it been able to help you guys become successful, more successful as a, as a business working together collaboratively? And, you know, if you would have any suggestions for me in potentially taking on like a partner or a soccer card buddy, um, <laughs> what would you suggest for me? Oh wow, that, that's a loaded Brian. question. <laughs> that's a loaded you, question, Brian. <laughs> that's a great spot. Um, no, Bob, why don't you take a stab at this? Um, <laughs> let's see. We have our ups and downs. Like in the beginning, we had our it, we had our ups and downs in the beginning, and then we worked things through. Like at first, we were like kind of like uh, I guess like meeting each other. What's the well, saying? Like we uh, yeah, it's basically we were like very clashing. Like that's we, the word. Like we all had the same goal, but we were very clashing with each other. Um, to, to say the least, like, I guess when you're building a business, right? Like we, we, it's really tough because we all want the same thing. And when we have all these, uh, personalities together, smart guys in together, we will clash. And that's, I think, um, very important to, to, uh, put out there. Right. Yeah. Just like, you're gonna have your ups and downs, but you need to work, work it through, like talk to each other, make sure like everyone like is under, like has the same end goal in it. And, um, yeah, that's. Oh, I got. That's all I could think of. <laughs> Luigi, you got anything? Um, no, but just like as far as uh, the three of us just working together, personally, to me, as far because you did mention regarding like business of like selling of the soccer cards or sports cards, because I, I also collect baseball cards, not only soccer cards, because I also grew up playing baseball. So, but our goal here. We all, well, I have my own eBay store as well, just to, you know, sell my soccer cards and baseball cards. Bob and Brian, they also have their own. Um, but as far as the Sound of the League investor goes, where I guess is not, and Brian and Bob, um, step in anytime you guys want. Um, I guess our, our goal here is not to like kind of like just push our cards or our selling of cards too much. It's just kind of like help people get into the business of it and be like hey guys this is what we think about if you're going to invest you know it's a great opportunity to like for example like the way you're doing anthony is you're selling all these cards to be able to pump up your your business you know to go into your business and do it and like a lot of people can do that too and our our sound league investors is mostly to just help people out there just get started be like hey guys this is what we think follow these players etc etc and, Very good. But, yeah, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we also each personally have our own cards and whatnot that we just, I mean, we try to just not kind of like stay away from the selling league investors, right? Right, uh, Bob and Brian, like we try not to like compliment our, our selling of cards into, yeah, yeah. into the social media kind of thing, you know, just trying to stay away yeah. from that. So you're leaving that platform as more informational, uh, Good, good info for other people and, and, and assisting people within the industry with information and timely information and building trust. And, uh, yeah. I, I like that. That's really good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's a great reason to have, have a platform and to, um, I, I love it. I think it's a great strategy. That's really, that's <laughs> really, really interesting to me. Good job. Like, yeah, I wanted to add one more thing um, both on top of what you said. I, I think it's the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, we're, we're so, sometimes we're so wrapped into like our own world. Um, but the idea of Sunday League Investors is just literally just trying to help people and make people have an, a better help people understand. It's a really fun thing, right? Like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So, 
crazy out here. So, <laughs> you know, and, and the meeting people like, the, you know, meeting other people, cause we all have our own separate goals as well. And, you know, I think we all come into a hobby to make money, but we stay because we actually really do like the cards, you know? Um, and I think that's really the, the most beautiful part about it. So. That's really good. That's awesome. Well, I knew I liked you guys before. I like you even more now. <laughs> and having the talk that we're having so it's uh it's enjoyable and um you know i, I appreciate this conversation very much yeah, absolutely very cool. um well anthony thank yeah, you so I'm much have more questions for you but oh you right, do right <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'll it'll come it'll come to me at some point i'll just shoot you guys a message or, yeah absolutely uh, yeah, yeah you got us um but no, hey, listen, we really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. I know you were just talking, we were talking before the podcast, how you're running like a, no, you're, you're coaching your girls to the tournament, uh, soccer tournament yeah. right now. So yeah, we got camp them? up on Monday. So that like, right before we started, my coach called and he's like, what's going on with camp? I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. You know, so I've got to like go download the roster and kind of help our coaches get positioned and we'll get organized for next week too. So right. it's fun. Well, uh, well, one last thing though, why don't you let everybody know, you know, how can they reach you if they want to find cards or you have a lot of great content on your Instagram and TikTok. Uh, so why don't you uh, plug that in real quick? No, yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out at SACC Cards on Instagram and on Facebook. Our Facebook group, we, we were doing group, uh, group breaks and things like that for a little while. It's been a, a challenge to kind of get our hands on some product and uh, put it out there to people in a way that's like... Um, worth it i would say it like that i'm gonna tread lightly with that like a lot of the the products right now are expensive so we do have a facebook group sacc cards we will be breaking soon i'm just being patient and waiting for the right moment to be able to do that uh at sacc wolves on tiktok um and at sacc cards on ebay uh, on our ebay store so yeah definitely check out some of our cards you don't have to buy anything just go on and check it out and give us a shout if you like something and other than that no just i want to appreciate you guys for having us on and um uh everybody for watching and supporting us thank you so much <laughs> well thank you anthony um we'll, we'll talk some more so but yeah hey <laughs> listen thank you so much for like getting like getting on this podcast i, I know you you probably have to run soon right yeah, no, it's it's camp time and, and uh, get that organized. Communicate with my coach. Yeah, it's the, it's the, not just soccer cards. It's definitely the, <laughs> the the coaching and all that stuff. It's it's been busy, which is great. You know, I think a lot of families wanted to get their kids back into playing again in a safe way. So once they knew that we had a safe platform to do that, they were like, you know, pushing their kids into play. So that's really exciting because the coaches want to play too. 